listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always gives 100% except when giving blood. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, in celebration of Women in Horror Month, we are talking with a strong and upcoming voice in the horror community, and they just so happen to be a Kansas City native. We've been been talking about it for quite a while, so this is going to be good. But before we go any further, let me remind you, we are part of the ever-expanding Boom Howdy podcast network. Boom Howdy. Which includes old favorites like Control-Alt-Delete and our newer shows including Modern Horrors and Do These Nerds Dream of Meryl Streep. And you can find all of these and our back episodes at BoomHowdy.com. But if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your sound hole. What we've been doing all year, man. So I'm going to admit, one of the best things about recording a podcast like this is getting to talk with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. The even better part is when you're talking with talented like-minded people that are contributing directly to the genre. Because of one thing, we are not talented. (laughs) And we're not really contributing to anything on that, but we are, I'd like to think, uh, appreciators Mm -hmm. uh, of We're congratulators. We're not player haters. We're congratulators. Absolutely. We're all about positivity (laughs) on the podcast. And our guest today, and we've talked her about her before on the podcast. I on hope like, that doesn't embarrass you. No, but like on a lot of podcasts about stuff like that. So. You know, and it's it's more glowing appreciation than mm-hmm. anything. Um, but man, you've got basically a uh, practically a laundry list of credits to your uh, to your, uh, your 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 accolades here. You've directed, produced, written, edited, acted. Uh, she is the founder of Six Tape Productions. You can see her latest short, Grammy, appearing in a number of festivals, making the rounds, including. The Panic Film Festival, which is mm-hmm. happening this weekend. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, Jill Gavargazion. Hello, you got it right. Damn All right. right. Give me a five. Yes. Give it up. All Thank right. you. But otherwise known as Jill Six. That is correct. Yes. Excellent. So <laughs> before we get going, please tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social media? You on Twitter, you can find me at Jill Six and my company at Six Tape. And my actually upcoming film at The Stylist Film. And then I have Slaughter Movie House. It's at Slaughter M House. And then Facebook, just search all those names. And we're also on Instagram. Good Lord. How do you keep track (laughs) of all that? Um, Just running all of that is a huge job. (laughs) I can imagine. But you're really good on it because um, just a number of things uh, regarding you've got a really good interaction with your fan base. And so how much of that does in terms of taking your time is that it does take a lot of time because on like each social media, each platform, I have like five accounts. (laughs) And I I think that marketing and promotion is something that it's like a a thing I'm pretty good at. I would like to do it for other people. Um, Yeah, I post shit like crazy you know i post like a picture from every movie i've made every day but 
that's what I'm working on all the time. So I want to. Absolutely. Well, it's, Might as well, yeah. But yeah, it does take so much time. On some of them, you can schedule it, but I will have like lists in my phone, like post this today, post this later to like to keep track of it that's good though that's organization <laughs> yeah. that's i live the key. on lists yeah well it's kind of cool off lists. <laughs> you've you've mentioned just like getting shit done like, yes. <laughs> was that that speaks to your personality for the most part that you're a go-getter you get things done <laughs> you got moxie kid <laughs> you're gonna go far in the business <laughs> um one of the things you just talked about it though um uh, it's kind of cool just in terms of your uh, social media is seeing you initially talk about an idea in terms of like oh you know i saw this thing and you post it and then the next thing I know, you're going out and buying props. It was uh, kind of like with your blood drive last year. I actually remember there was a post you did where you were in, I think it was like the Army Surplus store or whatever, when you found like the gas mask. Yeah. And you're like, this is going into the next project. And so seeing that those bits and pieces come together like that, it's kind of fascinating because we've talked about this before, before social media, before the Internet, this kind of interaction with, you know, just didn't exist. Yeah. You know, actually seeing something from the ground up. Have you gotten a lot of like feedback with that? Um, I definitely think that's why people are so connected to everything because you get to see yeah every step of it and behind the scenes rather than we had to wait and see a movie and then watch the DVD behind right. the scenes. Mm-hmm. You can follow even, you know, huge directors and see them making stuff. Like, it's crazy. And the way you can connect so easily with people on social media, it's pretty amazing as far as when you're, I feel like, trying to make something. It's really, I mean... It's like how I've done everything, I feel like, or how I've met so many people. And yeah, and you've already, and like I said, and I hope this doesn't sound like we're blowing smoke up your ass, but like, I mean, you are, you are a genuine, true talent that's up and coming, and it's kind of, you know, a lot of people have Kansas City pride for the Royals or the Chiefs. My Kansas City pride yeah, comes so from, you know, yeah. our local talent here and filmmakers, so that's like, when people say KC pride, I, I immediately think of you guys, uh, you know, Eric, Adam, um, Hannah, you know, which is another up and coming strong voice in the community. So our hats, I'm not wearing a hat, but hats <laughs> off to you in that regard. So thank you, thank you. you know, for repping Kansas City the way you mm-hmm. do. Um, so before we get into everything, um, kind of what is your origin story uh, in terms of how you got, like, have you, did you know from like a young age that you wanted to go into movie making? Uh, I, no, I don't think I did. I, I made so you know, like some silly movies with, junior high i wish i had them all i was gonna like, say, do you re- have access I to would, those we would remake movies like full on i mean they were horrible but what, what was what like was in the two, just- like two of us would play every single character i mean we would just watch it and like die laughing but we would act serious <laughs> coming up next 12 angry men oh my <laughs> God. Uh, but and i've always loved horror movies and being like anything scary my whole life but I went to my first big horror convention just like f- four years ago or five years ago and saw like indie movies there, met those filmmakers and just wanted, when I came back, I was just like so pumped to the people I met. I was like, I want to figure out how to be like a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I started Slaughter Movie House. I was like, this is how I can get into, f- be a part of filmmaking. I'll show people's films. And I, cause I knew people w- that had a bar and they wanted to start a movie night already. And yeah, so tell us, the listeners that aren't familiar, especially that aren't in the Kansas City area, what is Slaughter Movie Night? We It's a independent horror film showcase. We will show features and shorts from all over the world the first Monday of every month. We started the event at Zarbar, mm-hmm. and we ran it there for almost three years, and then we moved it to Screenland Armor. So now we're actually in a theater. So yeah. that's a, And we have a 
way you know a pretty cool turnout now that we're there and i can speak from experience because i've been going to slaughter for about like a couple of years now you, i feel like you've been there since the beginning <laughs> it's, i think i think it was like like you maybe like your sixth showing i started showing up and then like we're on our fourth anniversary this yeah June. and i and i think i've been there for like three and a half <laughs> of those four years and it's always a good time it's always fun no matter what location it is i mean it's a lot more fun now that it's at the well it's it was always fun but i mean it's it's a different animal now that it's in an actual theater theater yeah but um i feel we can show a a wider range of stuff we can show more serious stuff also mm -hmm. when in the bar i felt it had to be fun campy yeah it was more constricted because like people aren't going to pay attention to Mm -hmm. something too serious in the bar setting yeah but uh so the I mean, we that, don't even just show. I mean, I like to would like to show everything, just anything that's dark and messed mm-hmm. up. Because you've shown some great comedies there yeah. too. Like um, one of my favorites was Mona Me. Yeah, that's a that's a funny funny movie. But it's it's funny just to go in and see you guys and and just have a good time with like minded individuals, even if it was at the bar or at Screenland. And I'll be it's getting huge. I mean, like well, was it Monday? It was almost like a sold out thing, which yeah. was awesome. And so that's cool just to see the progression of it getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The theater has obviously helped us. I don't know if, I mean, I almost feel like I've done less work promoting it since we've moved there. So I don't know why it's grown, maybe just because it's in the theater. And it's a lot of new faces, too. Mm -hmm. So that's really, that's cool. Yeah. I'm worried about it for a while, but it's like now like running at least that part on its yeah. own well and especially because of word of mouth because i mean i've never heard anybody man fuck slaughter movie house that place yeah, like, is that's that's stupid i don't like going there <laughs> Dude, everybody's like fuck yeah slaughter you know it's like a lot of word of mouth that's like grown organically and like you said you don't even have to do a lot of promotion of it people just like well, first monday it's slaughter night you know yeah so and well, it's free so that ding, 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 ding. Know, right noise. that's the <laughs> <laughs> well that that and if it's quality and you're doing it consistently that's a huge thing right there and yeah i mean honestly there's hard i don't think you've ever missed a month have you i don't we might have missed one in the whole time but i don't know that's if impressive did. that even regard regardless that's very impressive so yeah the fact that and i'm kind of a relative newcomer as well i've talked about it before it's hard to get me out of my house <laughs> and so those kind of things though they do bring you out because it's like, like you said it's like my it's like going to a convention yeah it's just you've got good people there and you're all enjoying the same thing and, and there's a good vibe and nine times out of ten you're going to see something you have not seen and it's they're always really good if not like good quality at least it's fun yeah you know so there's a lot of good ones there and the one that we just screened was in uh, conjunction with etheria the etheria film festival uh and you've got some connections to that just in terms of um what is uh was it stacy stacy yes that was uh promoting well, we that. had um stacy's actually the festival director for mm-hmm. etheria so they they're a uh all-female directed genre film showcase and they do their main event in LA and then they tour they accept a f- more films and then they tour all of them around for the next year but so we brought just a selection of some of their horror because they also do sci-fi like dark drama all kinds of stuff but um so yeah she came in town for it and we had like two solid hours of short films and they're all quality crazy. yeah 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 I mean like she said for and a few of those were from that main event that stuff today, except for that main event, are people they think are ready to be, you know, like hired right now in Hollywood. They really get behind their filmmakers and like try to get them jobs. It's more than just like you screened at their event. They were 
like you're part of their team once you get into with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was all about the promotion of that. Yeah. And yeah, if it didn't work within this festival, then they'll find one that'll work because it's all about the promotion of that. Yeah. And I think that's It's huge. really about their cause. Like mm-hmm. you can it's, tell some festivals are about making money. Mm-hmm. Or they really care about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. There's a, there's a true craft to it, and the fact that she programmed it specifically because we saw uh, yeah, Days, Days of the Dead, Dead in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We went and saw it, and saw just a few, just maybe two or three this round mm-hmm. that we'd seen before. But then we got to we were exposed to new ones again, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's good that you're a part of it because you like once again we're not blowing smoke up. I'm your not ass, part but, of it. I mean, well, no, but that she came yeah. into like. Oh yeah, 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 right. yeah. No, there's there's you know you have that Kansas City tie now, right? Yeah, because like and also I mean just talking about your movies and stuff too as well. Um, you have a phenomenal eye, and I mean just the way because like even from uh, what was it, M for is for meat. The one that you did for ABC's of Death? Yeah. And then just to see you from there to uh, Call Girl to uh, Grammy to the Lermans to Police Brutality, it all is very different styles. And But it's all, you could tell it's your vision. And it's that's really cool because you've made some really good movies. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, you do you do you do have a very distinct look to a lot of your films. Adam it's... Roberts actually directed M is for Meat. Oh, okay. I just helped write it, and well, again, still one of the many <laughs> accolades you have. In it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you're, you've got a very distinct style, just in terms of like your shot compositions, framing, color, like use of color, especially. Um, and I've from seeing like from Call Girl, like you, Eugene was saying, just seeing the progression. What are your? Do you have any particular influences when it comes to like cinematography, photography, anything along those lines? Yeah, um, I really like sp- crazy study like Fincher's movies because his are you know so stylized and the color is always so beautiful in those movies. I, like his movies, you know, you look at them and they they're like styled so like over styled to where it doesn't look like real life like mm-hmm. that's what i like that's how i want mine to look more like a beaut like something beautiful not you know that wouldn't you know people wouldn't be all coordinated in real right. life like mm-hmm. right. you, there's a color scheme in a film that there's not a color scheme in real life obviously <laughs> but you know some people films are more now a lot of them are more made to look more real rather mm-hmm. than like, why can't it be art though it doesn't need to be real you know it's supposed to be art but um i love yeah i love and i like more cinematography that's more controlled i'm not a big fan of handheld stuff and like found footage things and things well not really just just handheld in all kinds of films you know it can be smooth i just like like locked off shots which is very david fincher but Mm -hmm. and his color i almost get every time for my films when i I'll like supply my colorist with an example. It's always from like one of his movies. It's like this one we want to look like Seven, and this one let's make it look like Gone Girl. Right. Um, one of my favorite things about the process, though, is the all the design aspects. I think because like I'm a hairstylist, I've always been into the design, and I love color and the shots and all I, that's how I love it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing you can, things. you it's very distinct when you see your films. Now it's almost all if, if a calling card, if you will, just in terms of, you know, something that was shot by Jill six, you can tell it's kind of, you know, like with certain music, you know, you can always tell a particular timbre of an instrument. And it's like, Oh, it's that so far I've seen like that kind of consistency in the evolving. So it's really cool. Um, you talked about the process. What is the process in terms of where does an idea start from and where do you go from there? Because not everyone makes films you make films you know you're doing it so how are you doing it 
You know, this is because I'm I'm always fascinated because there's just I have so no many. Idea. Well, it just seems like there's <laughs> just magic happens. Just pow, pow. But it just seems like there could be so many roadblocks. But you're still you're producing. You're producing quality stuff. So I mean, is there a secret to it? Is it just the hard work? You know, what is what is the process? It is really hard, and I think like what it takes most is like perseverance because it's just like nonstop. You could give up a million times. It takes a lot longer than I think people think it. The biggest thing is having the money or people that are all going to work for you for free, Mm -hmm. you know, magically. Um, Because it takes so many different talents. It's not something you can just go, I'm going to go do it. I mean, you could make a movie by yourself, but not like most movies. Right, right. It's not an art that like, like writing a song or something you can do alone. It's really, it takes this huge crew of people. But, uh, and finding all those people and people you can, you know, like that, you have to have chemistry with Mm -hmm. everyone too. It's, so hard every every step of it but from really from the beginning it's more so you i feel like and i think i heard the Saska sisters say this that before you decide to like make a film because you could have you know a million ideas you need to really make sure you just like love that idea because it takes so long to make it that if you don't love it you'll realize it throughout it you'll be like you know it doesn't mean enough to you because mm-hmm. you're like this is gonna be part of your life for a long time you need to really care about it yeah oh yeah no it's gonna follow you yeah. everywhere um because you because i think some people might just rush into something or it's but it's gotten easier as i've made more especially the stylist which is out. that's the one that'll be coming out this year we shot last year and it took me you know almost a year to finish it in post but it's like the three times longer than this than call girl and way bigger production value than Grammy or anything else I've put out. And so it's kind of like I learned a, a lot along, you know, like a lot of like, oh, that's how you do that along the way. So it took me a lot longer. I'm also, you know, I'm so new at this. So I think that's what made Grammy and the blood drive easy for me to get through because it's like I learned from all my mistakes. Nope. <laughs> Not I'm saying like the stylist I'm most proud of of anything I've done, but, and it's like very much Dave, like David Fincher inspired, but yeah, it just, I learned so much of it on that project. It, I went from Call Girl to that, and it's just like I probably should have made a lot of films in between <laughs> <No>. <laughs> first. Yeah, but I, I'm so excited for that to come out this year. Yeah, and you talked about Call Girl, and then you were talking about um, some of the th- uh, working with people and then having chemistry. So with for Call Girl, you had some pretty big names for your first up at the bat. Um, I mean, Tristan Risk and uh, Lawrence Harvey. How did that happen? Well, I. I had somehow befriended Lawrence Harvey already by that time, <laughs> which was just, is still crazy to me. I went to that Texas Frightmare years ago. That's that first con I went to. And I met him just like as a super fan. I was real quiet. I didn't say anything probably. Just got a picture with him. And then he ended up, he was partying with the people I was hanging out with later. And I, I was really just like in the corner of the hotel room <laughs> texting people like, I'm hanging out with the dude from Human Centipede. I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm not even talking to him because I'm so shy. But after that, we stayed in contact, and I met him at more conventions. And he offered to be in it, actually, like at first. And when I just sent him the script to see what he thought of it, and I told him I was I was too intimidated by that idea. Oh. I was like, I don't know that I can do that for my first movie. And then a little bit of time passed, and I was like, I'd be crazy not to, you know, do that, take that opportunity. And he's like, mm. perfect for this character. It ended up being like a dream casting situation. And I just thought I was going to, you know, 
just work with local actors. Not that they're not good, but I wasn't going to try to do something that crazy. Right. It just, he then posted on Facebook, we're looking for a female in this short and Tristan responded. So then I'm even more scared. I'm like, (laughs) this is my first movie. They know they're going to have to tell me how to direct this movie. But in that really, that just helped of course, because their experience and And I was super nervous before we did it <laughs> i mean what kind of what kind of a moment is that though for you to be in the, the same room and you realize what's happening you you mentioned you're like what the fuck is happening here you know how did how do you process that is it just one of those it's just you know i'm, I'm good enough for this you know you have the like that Stuart smalley kind of thing where it's you know <laughs> yeah. looking in the mirror, God in the mirror it, you know? <laughs> luckily I, i've gotten to know lawrence more by then so i was more comfortable with him um i'd spent some more i spent time with him in la when he was filming this centipede three and I'm, that's when I first met Tristan. I was more, probably more nervous about directing her since I didn't know her as well. But she came in town a few days before so we could warm up a little bit. But they were just both so great. It, and I re- actually remember I she there was a moment maybe the night before and I told her I was nervous. And she was like, we're all in this together. There's nothing to be nervous about. It's not like you're doing this and we're all just waiting here. Like it's a team. and she, Just whatever... The, her words were much more eloquent, but it made, <laughs> like made me feel it was a just such a sweet thing for her to say, and you just had that that made me feel better. Pep talk, yeah. yeah. Did she say it in Beatrice's voice? <laughs> no, that would have been amazing. <laughs> because she's that's one of those things. When I first saw American Mary, I was just like, "Who is this?" Because she's just so freaking good in that. She's it's, like a like a like a magical creature she is very unicorn yeah she's very unicorny she's not like corny but she just speaks just talking to you normally just yeah it catches you you off guard but yet you're just like you're so cool you know (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing she's just like a born performer like the kind of person that's like all like i don't know just completely free like there's not that many people are like there's just nothing that could ever embarrass her I f- that's just the kind of feeling i get from her yeah hell tentacle that's tuesday <laughs> um so you go from call girl and that and again that works really well um written by eric havens, eric havens part yeah, of the um, boom howdy mm-hmm. darn right team. good plug there boom howdy uh the use of red in that uh in call girl was was that was that on purpose just in terms of the color or was that just the, the surrounding you were just that working was with a, a dream <laughs> was it well locations are so important i mean we're not i've never built a set i don't that's a lot more that's a lot a big budget right Some, i'm sure in hollywood they prefer it because then it's custom to exactly what you need mm-hmm. but i i like have a i like romanticize like real locations i think even if I would still like locations if I had that money, but I've never had a set, so I don't know what I'm saying. It's so don't make fun of me, people. <laughs> but anyway, you never had a set. <laughs> is my friend Nancy's, and she's helped me on all, like all my films. And she offered her place, and when it, I saw that room, I was like, "That, that is, it was it's, amazing." Mm-hmm. It, although it's hard to light because it's so red and on your skin, and all, but I mean, it, it made the scene. Except since it's the nature of the film, like yeah. it's shot like it's a webcam, mm-hmm. so you know it's just a static shot. So there's not that's my first. So there's really not a much of- exciting <laughs> cinematography. Is one shot. That's why I did that for my first film. It was a good, you know, like stepping mm-hmm. stone. But um, it came so out like great. at least if we're gonna have this one shot, we need to find a like a really cool. 
place so at least that one shot looks cool and i had a my friend brian dole who is just an amazing decorator he like collects antique furniture and his place looks like it's out of a movie Mm -hmm. i just asked him for his help and he brought tons of his own furniture pieces and he decorated the room even better so you've already, I mean, you've almost got assembled a, a mini crew, if you will, at this point in terms of people that you can call upon. And you mentioned before, I, and that's what I was wondering, money-wise, is that probably, that's got to be the hardest thing just in terms of, because yeah. what, what do you normally shoot with? Um, well, now I've been, my last three things I've shot on red, so, you know, those are mm-hmm. huge, but the DPs that I've worked with all have owned their own. Okay, nice. So we don't have to rent equipment, which is crazy. Huge. They can bring, like, every, lights, everything. Um but I've worked with Chris Commons, who's from Kansas City, on my last two things, the Blood Drive and Grammy. Mm-hmm. And he, he's helped me find a crew for those. And we, we use it's almost the same exact people on both of those movies. And I love working with them. And it's nice to finally have like a solid crew locally. The stylist I shot with an entire crew from Chicago, that they're amazing. I mean, they made that movie look like a million dollars because they brought probably. $300,000 worth of equipment down here. And we don't have to use like, I mean, it's amazing. But even then you still end up spending like 12 grand on a short film, like the stylist, but it's like a 15 minute film. Mm-hmm. But I did, you know, with that stars Najara Townsend, she's from LA. So when you bring someone in that adds a huge chunk that wouldn't really be part of a normal budget. Cause you're not always flying somebody <laughs> yeah. and that's, that adds a lot, but did that did that kind of enhance the overall experience in terms of shooting the film? Just like, you know, I am flying these people in from L.A. I've got these people from Chicago working with me. Was that just, did it just make it go like, holy shit, like this is going to be even more intense, you know, than what we've done before? Well, the the team from Chicago I had worked on with, they were they shot my friend's film Pity, John Pata. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, man. And I was just so impressed by their, like, teamwork. They run like a machine because they've worked together for so long mm-hmm. the camera crew and the dp just his work is beautiful on top of that so it's like you hire this dp robert patrick stern and you've got like your camera all your equipment and he has a whole crew that he uses every time so and they work like if they're just crazy they work so fast and um i i would i would work with them every single time if they were here yeah kills me i was like where are because they're talking about moving somewhere it's like where are you guys are gonna move tell me because i'm moving there we're planning our lives together this caravan <laughs> all the way out there well his um girlfriend is sarah sharp she's a production designer she also did the production design on the stylist and so they just have this amazing team mm-hmm. they're the line and them together the dp and production designer are a company called the line film co so they like to produce short films like this, like help out with stuff that because they normally they normally will shoot pr- commercials and stuff. They don't you know, they don't get to do creative stuff they like right. to do. So for stuff like this, they'll do it, you know, for way less money because they want to passion and, project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or even not get paid or just pay their crew. And it's, uh-huh. But yeah, they're amazing. I wish that we could work together more. We're, <laughs> we're trying to figure something out. Yeah. Uh, you talked earlier about the women in horror and the Saskas. How did you get involved with that? How did I first meet them? Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, Tristan, you know, from Call Girl. Well, mm-hmm. When I was in L.A. with Lawrence, I went to the American Mary premiere out there. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I met them, but that was a crazy night, obviously, for them. 
and I just kind of kept in contact with them. And so they, you know, they knew I was shooting Call Girl with Tristan and that Lawrence was in town and they were about to shoot a segment for ABCs of Death 2. They wanted Lawrence in the scene in their segment. So they asked me to shoot that little scene, which which is technically called a second unit director. And I learned that at that moment. Nice. But um, nice. so that scene was supposed to be part of their segment tease for torture porn. That's now at the end of ABC's of death, like the secret it's, it's scene. The after stinger. The credits, it's the Marvel stinger. Cool, yeah. But they didn't, nobody told me I was watching like the live stream of the premiere at Alamo draft house from like fantastic fest in Texas. Mm-hmm. And they're like segment plays and it's not in there. And I was like, they didn't even tell me they cut it out. And I was like, oh. super oh. upset. Oh. Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. And then it played, we watched the credits and we're like, are our names still in there? Cause, Cause we're all ego maniacs apparently. <laughs> but uh, so then it plays at the end and we're like, that's the coolest fucking thing. Ever. Yeah. We're the Marvel <laughs> like singer. No shit, man. What was that? Just like that just washed over. You're just like, Oh, there it was. It was so cool. Cause it got a got it got a lot of laughs too. It was like because <laughs> it's just Lauren. I'm not supposed to wipe to this. And it was just like, <laughs> and it was perfect. Him like saying it about the entire film, the mm-hmm. entirety of it. But just like that opportunity was, I mean, still is amazing. That's like the cool, biggest thing I've been a part of. And then they invited me to be part of the blood drive. So it's just they're you know just crazy supportive especially of indie filmmakers and of women filmmakers. Mm-hmm. How quickly did you get to uh, turn over the first one that you did for the blood drive? Cause again, like I said, I remember like seeing bits and pieces of like you shopping for the stuff and then you would be like, yeah, you did you shoot it over like a weekend? They normally like get it together the beginning of November and we have to turn it in the second week of January. Damn. But you know, if we were like professional and getting paid, I mean, but like they probably make something like this in a week normally, but that's also when they have like $10,000 budget right. for a minute, you know, like a commercial. That's probably what they do. I don't even know <laughs> how much money they spend on that kind of shit. But, um, that I have to f- beg everyone to work for free. Cause there's no budget. It's like done in the spirit of charity, but that was, I just asked the whole team of Grammy and we had so much fun together. Everyone wanted to do it. And this year, but yeah. the blood, the, police brutality was just me and jerry pile he shot it we shot it on 16 millimeter on like an antique camera that you have to crank up every mm-hmm. time you need to use it oh wow um on, on, yeah six on film that's yeah. the only thing i've ever shot on film so it was just me and him because i'm in it we just like set it up outside we film it and he cut it together and then we had a guy write sat write a song for it but like it's just three people so that's the smallest crew i've ever had on something <laughs> normally it's like 15 to 20 people total or more Damn. but that was a th- our three person project like it is possible but i mean basically it's like a one minute music video it's not a yeah, well do you do you um uh, storyboard a lot of your stuff yeah um call girl w- was one shot so i, I kind of like just blocked it like a pl- it's like a play because it's one solid thing mm-hmm. but um yeah, ever since the stylist, I've storyboarded everything. Like, I feel like as a director, you need to do that personally because, or at least I'm sure the fancy people, they they write it out and someone else does it. So, you know, they look of like course. freaking of right. real deal. I'm like, mine are like stick, <laughs> stick figures. Stick figures, awesome. I like take pictures of what I want and then I draw it because I can't, I'm not, a draw. I can't draw at all. But 
Um, I've even one I took pictures in the location of the exact shots I want and drew the people in and printed them out. It's amazing. That's perfect. Hey, but what? hello, it's kind of dope. You're the over there like taking like, pictures of the stairs and shit. That's the only way you know, like you're literally drawing it literally how it's going to be edited together, so you know exactly how it's going to flow. Mm-hmm. Did you think also in terms of the short on police brutality that your look would become so iconic to the point that it ended up on a shirt? <laughs> No, Erica's drawing was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And um, yeah, if you guys are uh, the Atomic Cotton friends of the podcast, obviously Eric and Zach, they uh, Jill has a shirt. Two, two, yeah. Oh my god, that's right. I How, think they're both discontinued. Uh, I'm well, offended, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my shit back. <laughs> Especially the police brutality one. That one's actually amazing. It looks really, but uh, I mean, just it was the image was so striking. When you did, I mean, where was the inspiration? It just looks so cool because it's on film. I'm telling yeah. you, like, <laughs> it, people, everyone now puts, like, those fake filters of mm-hmm. film, make it look like film, and mm-hmm. chop it up and put the fake, like, z- sizzles and light flares. Like, there's a million of those, and, like, yellow flies across it, and it's all, like, just, that's real. Yeah. Add any of that. It's just so cool. I'd love to, like, shoot something longer for real on film. And it's, you have to be so much more disciplined. Because, you know, digital, you can shoot the same scene a thousand times from a million angles. It mm-hmm. cost you time, but not like actual film. film. Like, yeah. yeah. Met a, a giant uh, portable hard drive, but not a. <laughs> um, I would just love to try to do like a, act, a full, like a real film on film. A film on film. film, on film. film. On film. I was like, we can actually say we made a film now. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what's next? I mean, I was going to wanted to ask you this later, but um, hell, right now, what well, we got near dark going on in the background. So obviously your roots are in horror and you have an affinity for horror, but do you see yourself like continuing in horror or do you, is there something you want to like maybe later do like dramas, some action, some like rom-coms, you know? <laughs> I don't want to do rom com. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's just like that's like me millions of dollars to make it. Jill Six, the new Nancy Meyer, you know, (laughs) the uh, the world. I like to make more um, just really disturbing stuff, more like. It's like they describe some of these movies like dramas, but they're so fucked up, like like prisoners with Jill and Hall and Hugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. Like. To me, that's like a it's a horror subject, but it's like told from a drama perspective. Maybe it's more mm-hmm. about emotions rather than just trying to scare people. And I'm yeah. I'm more interested in films like that are emotional because um, there's horror movies that are emotional, and those are my favorite kinds. Like like a movie like May, yeah, um, stuff okay. like that, or like even I feel like and they're all the same because those are my favorite kind of characters. Like the original Maniac. Even the new one, but you know when you see like a character like that, like crying, like that's my <laughs> those are my favorite kind of horrors. Or a movie like like Sling Blade, which is one of the most fucked up, amazing movies I've ever seen. That movie is amazing. <laughs> I love that movie. Billy Bob Thornton is uh you know he doesn't get enough credit for being a director. I think <clears throat> yeah he he wrote, that directed, movie and starred in it. Right, changed my life. <laughs> Is that I can't like believe the watershed it's movie. So good. No, I recent only saw that recently, like in the past year. Oh no! And shit. I was like, why? How's it, how, how, how did this get it past me? Because that's like, that's my favorite kind of stuff. But the first kind of film I saw a lot that made me realize there were things like that out there was uh, Requiem for a Dream. 
this kind of movies that like ruin your life. Yeah, but the, you can't watch twice. Yeah. you know it's uh oh yeah. But I also just like I I could see myself just making some dramas too. I mean, I like R- Romeo and Juliet. It's one of my favorite films by the Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, um, that's pretty damn good. I mean, it's so stylish. It's like romantic, sexy, violent, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, my film coming out this year, The Stylist, we're actually kind of revamping the sound design right now. So I've said it's done, but it's not really done. But I've started to submit it to festivals, and that's what I'll be focusing on in this year. Um, and it's actually more of like a drama horror. It's gorier than anything I've done, but it's like super meant to be super emotional and serious mm-hmm. and kind of a like a bummer bitter kind of ending kind of not not like a like call girl ends and it's like bam right like this will be like the kind of ending that's like uh, okay like you know what i mean i don't know what we do now people are just looking at each other like that's my goal (laughs) my goal is to bum to bum bum everyone out big time well i realized (laughs) that really movies that made me cry were the first thing I loved growing up. How morbid is that? Like, even as a little kid, my favorite movies were like Land Before Time. And oh, the like, just... Because they made me cry. Mm-hmm. I know that, like, specifically, I wanted to see movies that, that got, like, that were really... And I think that's why horror is all... It's like movies that are confrontational, which I'm stealing from Lawrence Harvey. He said that, like, his favorite kind of films are films that, like, you know, like, make you feel something. It's not mm-hmm. just, like, mindless entertainment. Right. Whether it's like scary, sad, or like it's just make like it really brings out real. Right. The worst thing you can get from someone is indifference, you know, when it comes yeah. to the, their reactions. So I can definitely understand that because uh, honestly, uh, well, horror uh, comedies, you know, things like that—they're all cathartic. You know, it's just that purge, and everyone needs it. Shit, first time you ever was on that you talked about was it feeding the gator? You got to feed the gator. You know, it's just one of those things where it's it's. You just you need it in your life one mm-hmm. way or the other because other it's it's an expression. So um, I I'm curious to see the stylist because we've been hearing about it for a while. We've seen all the you know the not behind the scenes but you know just a lot of stuff going on. So when do you think that might ideally be premiering? Um, I would predict like late summer, early okay. fall. Cool. Because there's not spring isn't a big time for festivals. There's a couple of the like giant ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest i submitted a south by southwest we didn't get in there that's one of the like top 10 in the world I'll, they're pretty... i'll defend myself because yeah the the numbers say like two percent they accept two percent like, like yeah. it's because that's it's just because that's how many get it's... it submitted i mean i can't sure. even imagine they go through so many movies there that's someone's <laughs> job doing it's that always too. That's a, a you know a the festival thing is just a gamble you can't really get like it's always kind of a letdown but you can't get too upset because it's just a gamble, like if, right. it, if it fits in, or even with Call Girl, it looked, you know, like we played a million places, and it looks like everything was amazing, but we didn't get into at least half of the ones that I, you know, like I paid for bigger festivals. Mm-hmm. So it's just you can't, you know, you got to try, it and you're gonna. I just assume I'm not gonna get into at least half. That's just how it goes. <laughs> it's an expensive process. <laughs> When did you realize that you had such an inc- uh, a following in Japan? Oh with- my god! I love. Yeah. I gotta go yeah. there. I'm going it there. I'm never a, coming back. It is insane. Uh, just how how did that like? What was like your first inkling? Was just because they love you. I don't know that I have a following, or if I just have a couple people that make it look like I have a following. <laughs> um, well coordinated. What happened? Well, Call Girl played at the Scream Queen 
film festival in Tokyo. That's an all-female directed festival also. How the heck did I get a part of that? That's like one of the coolest events. Um, and there, okay, there's a guy named Hero. He has a horror site called Horror Shocks with an S-H- I can't talk. S-H-O-X. <laughs> um, and he reviewed Call Girl. And I think maybe we just started emailing. And an artist that he knew just drew this one little image from it. And I was like, that's really cool. That'd be fucking cool if he did a whole comic of it. And he was like, he would love to do that. And then we started <laughs> kept talking. And I even, like, so I gave them the script. These guys made a full adaptation of Call Girl in a comic. You can download it for free on my website, sixtape.com. Awesome. But um, it's even like they expanded on the story. There's an in, like an intro and an ending that like it's like fan fiction. They've written more of it. I was like, well, you should make this movie. No. The comic is like way better than my movie. and But it's beautiful. I can't. It's like really good quality. I don't even know. The artist's name is Daiju Kurabayashi. I'm not saying yeah, that right. It's not fun, oh, is God, it? Yeah, it makes you feel bad, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce Japanese names. I... I'm very sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive. I don't want to mispronounce it. That's okay. I, 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 I'm sure with the following, they could care. You guys care, need you know? to see this work. Miss Jill, <laughs> and again, it's a respectful thing, you know. Wait, Hero, who runs the site Horror Shocks, he also he helped produce it with the artists, but he um he's doing all kinds of stuff now. They're making a comic for El Gigante, Gigi's awesome. movie. I saw awesome. that. And he and another guy are opening up a store in Japan called the Dead Pit, and they are decorating it like a fucking full on. Like, it looks like a movie set. Like, crazy, bloody things all over the walls. Like, it looks like people will be terrified to go in this place. <laughs> but we're probably... He's talking to me about, like, selling, like, call girl posters and stuff over there. So they're, like, going... If I'm going oh, cool. to make me something... I was like, if anything, make me something in Japan. No shit. But <laughs> Eric, okay, make some more t-shirts. They, they need them in Japan. Come on. But how cool is that? I mean, how does that... Honestly, how does that feel? Is it? Is it's it still like, kind of... It's like I have this friendship with someone I've never met. Yeah. I was like, I, like, trust you. I, like, show you my script. Like, show them pictures from things before anyone else. It's just so cool. I don't know. That's what's... That's what I love about just being a part of community like this. Everyone right. you can really become close with people, you know, because of, we all share this passion. Mm-hmm. Well, you just always want to create, do something with your fucking time. You know right, I mean? right. <laughs> it's I just I just remember seeing the first things like some of the retweets, and I'm like, how cool is that? The fact that you've reached across the fucking world. To that, that, that you know, your art has Lawrence influence. Has a serious. I bet Human Centipede did really freaking well over there. <laughs> and <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> so <laughs> Lawrence has a serious fan base because of that movie. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it played it at another festival later, and they, because of Hero again, he's like my. He's on my team. He's the most team I jail. Love him so much. I mean, but we're like. We're, but uh, so he goes. He has it played at this festival last minute. There's we, they couldn't we couldn't get subtitles on it, and 
so they had people live dub it like an old school oh, like, a, like an old like and the girl was a, like an ex porn star that did Tristan's line like Tristan tweeted like this was like a lifetime dream it like <laughs> they're like live dubbing me in J- Japanese in a por- by an ex porn star it's like the greatest thing in the world that's surreal that is shit surreal. right yes. there that's, that's some lost in translation I saw a shit of it. I was like <laughs> what. Why was I was gonna? No, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's it's okay. Like it's freaking to fly to Japan is like your life savings. Yeah, so yeah. it's a just, long just ass like flight. Buy one flight and never come back. It's that's the, the last way, we saw of Jill. The only that's way a... I can afford it. Hey, here I'm crashing on the couch <laughs> <laughs> permanently. <laughs> so be a per- <laughs> permanent resident, man. They would be down with that. <laughs> well, I'm anxious to see. Uh, we're going to be screening uh, Grammy for the uh, in the short films showcase this mm-hmm. weekend for Panic Fest. Uh, but you've also uh, you're starting to work with another up and coming filmmaker here in the Kansas City area, Hannah Hannah Smith. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, how did Hannah. that happen? Ha- oh, is it Hannah? It's Hannah Banana, Hanna. not Hannah Banana. Not like Banana. Han Solo. Oh shit! I, okay, I'm going to know that before the weekend. I know, now. right? We're going to write that down. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> Are you gonna Say have to like, like, like you gonna have to write it down like Jill's yeah. last name? AJ. I'll just have a picture of Han Solo <laughs> saying, "Don't fuck this up." <laughs> but uh, how did how did that happen? Just in terms of working with her, she actually wrote the. She's only sixteen, and she writes the Slaughter Movie House Twitter like a private message and asked me or asked if she can come because it says like eighteen and over, oh, yeah. and Good. I was like, if it's cool with your parents, then I don't care. I don't want to get in trouble by any parents. Right. And uh, so she came to one of them and then I think I saw I saw something else, uh, something she made for the 15 second short. There's this big 15 second short competition mm-hmm. online. And I was like, she she's pretty, doing pretty well in high school. What the hell? Uh, and so she was about to make this other short and asked for my help. And I told her I wanted to help a lot. Like I had meetings with her beforehand and just the script i was like this is a great idea i wish i was making it. <laughs> like i wanted to take it away from her um <laughs> <laughs> just knock her down and take her lunch money my nerd <laughs> and so i started to have meetings with her and a guy that she does everything with dolan McNabb, and they are both going to shawnee mission north where they have like a great film program they have all this equipment she can rent out I mean, she like. Did they so get a she, film like, program in high hell? school? This is like the coolest thing ever. No shit, Dude. I didn't have a film program we, in high school. We fucking barely had books in my high school. I don't know if we did. I because I did. I did like photography in high school, but I didn't. I mean, she. They so yeah, they could borrow all the stuff, and I had. I even got someone else to come on and help, Brian Lowry, and it was a tiny crew. But I mean, she even shot half most of it. Like, did half. Because she does her like builds the, all the special effects, does half the makeup, um, like she, every fucking thing. But and I think that's so, like to me, it's really cool and inspiring. I'm like, you are learning about things I don't have any idea about because I don't like I'm not handling the camera. I'm you know, or doing any of that kind of stuff like personally, and learning each thing as you go as you when you're younger. That's yeah. just well, your brain still is so like a sponge. Yeah, and but, she'll understand even if she does as she gets older and makes maybe a bigger project where she doesn't want to do every single thing understanding all of them it make oh, it's going to make all the difference but that's pretty dope that you know especially tying it into women in horror that you are inspiring 
a next generation of women in horror. That's pretty dope. Not only are you inspiring, but you're you're you're, you're helping. You're being the Obi Wan. Yeah. You know, you're you're you're, you're this, the, the, you are the mentor for them. But shit, to her Han. Yeah, oh, I'll help you. I will. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, imagine yeah, back when you were sixteen. Very was flattering it? to to be part of it, and really, like it's inspiring the same way she's inspiring me because someone that's young and fresh into it all she's just and she has some she has really great ideas and when i was editing like my blood drive i'd send it to her for ideas and she would actually send me like detailed things i could do as far as how i could recut it as opposed to people are like that looks cool i mean that's (laughs) but it was just like she's really she has good ideas and I just yeah, I think she's gonna do cool stuff. It's unreal. Like, we were already, talk- already doing cool stuff, right? And yeah. she, but we were talking off air. Like when I was, when I she was made 16, that movie in like, like a couple of weeks. Like she shot. So what like, we shot that traditions, yeah. Only like a few days before Christmas, and she released it on Christmas. Good lord! Like we we worked on it for like a few weeks ahead of time, but like she did all that post production in like a few days. So again, she's still doing all of that. You know, uh, Dolan does it with her, but yeah, it's like just her and him sitting there and doing like you know the edit the sound everything she's getting and on traditions um colin lactivia who did the music on call girl did the music on tradition so i connected him with her nice that's dope yeah we were talking off mic i can't i just can't imagine at 16 being able to have enough discipline and maturity to do something like that what's cool is they're they have like a a um show they're producing weekly for the school so they're getting that experience of just like producing things quickly we have a hard enough it's time producing amazing. this show weekly. God damn. Well, she's also in the generation that's never existed without the internet. You know, that's always been there. And I think we're seeing kind of the, the fruits of that, that these, these kids, they don't have barriers to say you can't do that. You know, they've, they've got so much technology at their disposal that there's nothing that can't be done at this point. I mean, back in the day, if you were filming, you had to be lucky enough. Did you shoot on a, you were talking about those old films you made back in the day where you're on a big old clunky camcorder? Yes, and I have it. So. Still have it? Well, yes. It, so the whole, the door where it opens uh, oh yes, is, is it? for some reason off. But like it still is moving <laughs> and it powered on and I want to shoot something on it. You really need to because that would be, well, uh, you. are you sure I'm that those tapes are lost? I'm going to make a real movie called VHS. V. The real VHS, <laughs> the legit literal right. VHS, or make some old timey horror movie. I thought it would be cool to because it'd be fucking horribly challenging. So I don't know why it'd really be cool, but to shoot something on VHS and like shoot it in consecutive order, like try to like edit it on camera, like I did when I was a kid. I didn't. I never thought like the people that figured out how to do it from VCR to VCR. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. I never even. It didn't dawn on me that people did that. I was just like, you got to film it in order. What else do you do? That makes sense. And so there's just like the little like, shh, you know, between every scene. <laughs> it, like, oh, yeah, of course you do. You film it in an order that makes sense. And then you put it together later. No. no. <laughs> film it on tape in order. Who had the money for two VCRs back in the day, man? I mean, good God. I don't know how people did that. No, hell no. Goodwill. That's goodwill. Yeah, goodwill. Oh, especially now. Shit. Um, a lot of them now, it's really funny watching people regress like everyone's collecting VHS now. We've got some buddies that are all about Beta Ray. Uh, or, yeah, and I'm just like, really? Really? Like and people are gonna are paying like $30, $40 for a special edition VHS. Yeah. <laughs> when they're sold for like 25 cents in a thrift store or something. <laughs> well, that's the one thing with the horror community is they're <laughs> loyal to Rabbit. a fault. You yeah. know? They will... Oh God, they're they're good that way. Yeah. I, I think it's funny the way that works. Um, so I guess uh, uh, talk a little bit more about Slaughter. What you got coming up? 
Because speaking of loyal, rabid fan base. Well, next month we're showing a movie called Banjo by uh, Liam, Liam Reagan, and he's coming all the way from the UK to be at the event. Holy shit. <laughs> so that's he's flying dope. in? Yeah, that's our that's a record. We've had filmmakers that's... like road tripping and then Stacy from LA, but that's he's from across the, the pond. Yeah, yeah. That's, so we need it to be sold like full. Yeah. It'll be like the time that five people show up. <laughs> he's like, why the fuck did I come here? <laughs> Well, I swear people come normally. Right. Um, Nerds, you heard it here first. Come out. Um, damn right. Yeah. First, first Monday. Monday of March. Yeah. Come on out and support. If only I knew the date of that off the top of my head. <laughs> it, I it's should. the first Monday. Nerds, you you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know what it is, is guys. It. But then uh, you're going to Days of the Dead this weekend? Yes. Any any so big I won't plans be at there? Panic Fest, which yeah. sucks. But um, but you will be there in spirit because your movie showing exactly. And Jill Towerman, who co-wrote Grammy, will be there. And I think Grammy might possibly be there. Marilyn cool. Hall. Nice. Um. Yeah, I'll be at Days of the Dead. Grammy showing there Friday. Nice. And uh, I think I'm part of a panel Friday evening. I need to get well, my life together. That's gonna be fun. That's dope. That's, um. Are you going to periscope yeah, and make like them I, feel? I like all my friends, so it doesn't feel like a fancy thing, but I'll probably be nervous if there's all these people watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst public speaker. <laughs> I'm actually I'm good with questions, but not with not if I'm like presenting if right. In like in high school if I had to present a project, it was like I would rather <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather come down with pneumonia and I'm going to make myself vomit in the corner there. Just kind of hide in the corner. I would rather fail the project. I was like (laughs) deathly afraid of it. The buffalo is going to grow anywhere between 300 to 500 pounds Um, here. Here's a picture. You know, just (laughs) getting getting the the dry heave. Well, then how do you... Is it easier for you to be on film then? Well, no, I don't like to act. Really? Most of my stuff has been silent. When I'm not talking, it's easier. But even then, it's just I'm just so camera shy. But and with and when I'm directing, it's more like most of it's one on one, which I do well with. But on set, it's so fun because it's like a family. But yeah, presenting in front of high school yeah, kill me now. <laughs> it's okay, man. I, I actually, sadly, well, I teach public speaking, and I have so many students take my class for the last class they need, and they're not taking anything else. I need to take that because they're now. so deathly afraid. <laughs> you, you'll you'll knock it out of the park. Don't even sweat it. Don't even I, sweat it. Like part of slaughter was to, like I like to try to get break or challenge myself. I'm like I want to be better at this. And the, now I can. It's not like I don't get nervous to talk at slaughter. I don't talk a lot, but in the beginning it was. I would be like terrified just to say like. Thanks for coming. We're showing this movie. I wasn't even saying anything, and I was terrified back, like when I first started doing that. So it's definitely helped. <laughs> so okay, so if what I saw you in a music video. Oh snap! I'm a video hoe. <laughs> <laughs> a video hoe. Are you a video hoe? Girls <laughs> in the video. So what was that like? Can, you, can we can we talk about it? Um. Yeah. I've been in a, a few, but you're talking about E or Tech Nine and E Four. E Fizzle, E Fizzle, baby. No K. I'm like, what song was it? <laughs> um, I was in another strange music, which is Tech Nine's label. For you, the people who don't know, video before. I how did I see this? Oh, I think just I was on Facebook. A friend of mine shared like a, shared the one of the producers 
posts about how they were looking for extras and i just happened to see this i'm like what is this <laughs> this is e40 going to be here that was what i was more excited about possibly just meeting him right and i really want to make music videos so i just wanted the experience and to i was like i just want to be there and meet people i don't really mm-hmm. care i mean being in the video is cool but i'm not like have I don't have a goal of being a, in a girl in music videos right. full time. Because <laughs> I, I can't um, see you in like like booty shorts, like dancing like behind some baby got back or something. That just doesn't seem. I'm you. gonna do it. Genius. Yeah, you are. Just, just to prove you wrong. Just just on a giant peach. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I like Jill Six, and I cannot lie. <laughs> it was fun. They shot it. They got it like the whole thing shot in one day, which was faster than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. But I knew it would be an all day thing because I'm used to being on set and I like an eight ten hour day but so they had all these extras that were really young and they've probably never been on set and they all just all day long just like like flies like left <laughs> and, and it was so funny to listen to all these people complain like about not being in front of the center of attention i was like you're an extra do you even know what that means you're right. here to fill in the space <laughs> that's what we're like you know you're not important does that offend you <laughs> and but um it was fun it was like they just play the song on playback and every, it's just like dancing all night and we they they even let us drink they had E40s like slurricane drink that he's trying to promote <laughs> which is, um, we shot it in a bar on in a hotel on the plaza what the hell is it it's a new hotel can't fucking remember what it's called they have a pool on the roof and everyone goes there apparently in the summer Ooh. i was like they should be shooting it there like in the daylight but uh mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun because everyone left. I expected not even to find myself in the video, but I think because I also knew where to stand. I'm like, I know I'm going to be <laughs> in the camera here. And I'm like, I'm in, like, I'm in like half the video. At least like I know I am. And near the end, I was like, no one was there. So they all smashed us together to make it look like people were. Yeah. It's like by the end of the night, there's like 30 people and there were hundreds in the beginning. So, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And I, ended, I knew the DP because he had shot that other thing other video i was mm-hmm. in and just a mutual friend he's sh- uh, jason Cantu. he shoots almost all of strange music's videos and he directs and shoots it so he's just that's how a lot of music video directors tend to be they direct shoot and edit a lot of the time i think because you know like hire me and there's like half the jobs are done it's a mm-hmm. especially when you're getting started uh and I, I would freaking love to make music videos so i'm gonna off him no i'm kidding jason <laughs> We'll edit that one out. You're going to be in the much. you're going to be in the new movie. When is it filming? Now. <laughs> oh man. So, um yeah. We've been trying to get you on for a long time. So, I'm really glad that you came in. I mean, this was pretty awesome. Yeah, I do appreciate you taking the time out on this cuz I know you got a lot of stuff that's going to go on this weekend. So, speaking so. of what's next? What's on the horizon for Jill? Except well, for my dog barking constantly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I keep talking about it because I love it. But the stylist is really like my focus this year. I just am dying to get this thing out there. Uh, and I think a lot, it depends on the, you know, the focus of your film. Like Grammy was meant to be released online. And then I made these blood drives because like it's a great cause and it keeps me creating it's like more practice i feel like to do and i can try something more experimental because it's not aimed to like try to get into a big festival Mm -hmm. but i think and i've well i've learned from the people i've met that really the marketing of your film and trying to get into festivals should be considered like just as important part of the step as everything else unless that's not the ultimate goal 
because I mean it's a lot of money and you, you know the more you put into it the bigger return it's going to get I think because I traveled with call girl so much made a huge difference I think it, sh- it shows people that like this means enough to me that like I'm here with it I don't because it plays a lot, a lot more places you just can't afford to go everywhere mm-hmm. I mean it, <laughs> that would be awesome but it definitely means a lot because you meet people and then they remember you and they remember your film and um, so that's what I just hope to do later this year. So, and I want to really just spend a lot of time writing and like cultivating ideas and not just rush right into like another production. Cause you know, I finished the styles all year while I did those other two small ones. I just feel like I'm a little bit exhausted from three films in a year, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just so excited to focus on that. I have a few ideas I've started to write and. I feel like now I can finally just do that and not be worried about all these deadlines I'm trying to right. make. Well, if you ever need a fat corpse, just <laughs> just let me know. Yeah, you're gonna, I will. That's perfect. Well, again, thank you for taking the time out for talking with us. We do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and this is an open invite. Anytime oh, you want to come back absolutely. on and um, promote anything, what you're working on, slaughter, anything. So. Yeah. And Thank you just, for having me. Yeah, of course. And then, you know, for uh, any, all of our listeners out there, again, uh, make sure Panic Film Festival, the short film feature, Saturday at 1 o'clock. Genius and I will be hosting it. Mm-hmm. Get your chance to see uh, Hana's film, <laughs> Traditions. Sleepy <and> Snake. <laughs> Jill Gavagarzian. Shit. <laughs> oh, I was, my God. Yeah, we'll just... God take, damn it. We'll edit that one out. But anyway, and we'll also be able to see Jill Six's Grammy. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. Jill, Kansas City loves you. Thank you. Of course. So until next week, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. (laughs) 